Hello, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to pattern a horse for the barrel pattern, barrel racing, and hauling and seasoning them. So first of all, um, you can find everything that I'm talking about in my TLC training notebook for sale on Amazon. And we're going to be starting with chapter four, um, putting the pattern on a barrel horse. First of all, let me say your basics, your foundation has to come first before you teach them the barrels. You want to have a solid foundation and you should be able to do my TLC drills before you start loping the barrels as well. But as far as basics go, you want control of five parts of your horse in order to have good hoof placement and know where your horse's feet are at all times. That would be your face, your neck, your shoulder, your ribs, and your hip. So in order to have solid basics on your horse, you wanna have lateral face flexing, left and right, vertical face flexing, breaking in the pole. So you want a horse that's very educated and broke in the face. You wanna be able to soften the neck when you want. You need to be able to move the shoulder away from pressure, pick it up and move it out of a circle or out of a turn. You want to be able to soften those ribs because soft ribs will allow you to get that hip and pivot foot under a little bit more when you have a little bit of control of the nose, shoulder, and softening of the rib automatically will put that hip and pivot foot in. So that's very important. So um, being able to put your hip in when you're at a barrel, if a horse gets their hip out, or being able to do uh, two tracking, taking leads, all of that's extremely important. So the basics you're gonna want on your horse is a good loose rein woe at a walk, trot, and canter. That's gonna come in handy for rate and control in the alleyway and stopping on the run home. Transitions is very important. Being able to fast walk extended and then slow walk collected as you break in the pole. Being able to post trot loose rein and maybe laterally face flex left and right as you're post trotting and then sit jog into the bridle vertically where they shorten their stride, lift their top line and use their hindquarters as they're soft in the face. Um, Transitions are very important. Loose rein is so important. So those are things you want to make sure you have immediately in your dry work. The ability to two-track for leg laterals, counter arc, uh, leads, being able to pick up left lead and right lead and circles and straight lines. The ability to extend and collect your canter into a collected lope, spirals you know from a large to a medium to a small circle that's one of TLC's drills some call it corkscrews Um, you should be able to have a nice rollback where they'll elevate their front end and move their hind plant their hindquarters and move their front end around their back end Um, 360s are great but if you just have a nice 180 rollback that's great maybe it'll have to start it one step at a time or a 90 degree angle but the key isn't how fast you can do it, it's them being correct. So always start slow. Same with face flexing, get an inch at a time and release and reward when they get the right answer. Um, Let's see, other good basics you'd wanna have. 
a side pass that's helpful just to have more buttons on your horse and helpful for opening and closing pasture gates. Um, you know, you can do spend more time sacking them out with different things so they'll be more prepared for rodeo arenas, you know, ropes and slickers and flags and banners. Um, you can desensitize them from the ground and in the saddle. So just get a really solid foundation on those horses, get control from the head to the tail, know your hoof placement. You know, know that you can disengage the hindquarters if you need to. Know that you can, you know, get a snappy rollback when you want it. Um, just a really nice control. So then before you go to the pattern, you should be able to do a few of my drills like figure eights and uh, all lefts, all rights or D pattern or single barrel. Um, you know, pulls is a really good exercise to teach rate and collection and such. So, so before you ever lope the barrels though, you definitely want to be able to um, lope the D pattern or spirals knowing that you can maintain at least a 10 foot circle loping back into maybe a 50 foot into a hundred foot. So now when I go ahead and I pattern a horse, once they're solid, I usually just start them in something mild, an O or a D ring, um, two or three P's, whatever they get along with, chain mouth, whatever you like. Um, and just maybe a smooth mouth and some split reins like harness leather or something like that. And the first thing I'm going to do is start walking the pattern. I'm going to line up from the alleyway with the third barrel. I'm going to go up the middle a little bit and then go right to my arc. Arc's going to vary on your little caddy horse to your big bubba. And it's going to vary on stride, style, and speed. So if you have a big bubba with a big stride, big motor, you may be giving him 10 to 15 arc. Um, your little caddy horse may only need a five or six foot arc. Your normal horse is probably going to be more in the uh, six to eight foot arc. And then your pockets around the barrel, I have three spots that I focus on. That's the entrance spot one, the backside spot two, and the exit spot three. I'll work circles and true turns. If I'm doing a circle, I'll probably work a five foot circle, maybe four at the smallest. If I'm going around the barrel to make sure they're have good form where I can guide their nose in, pick the shoulder up, ribs out, a hip and pivot foot under, and nice flex and fluidity and nice softness. I'll go around the barrel maybe with a five foot circle. But if I'm going to do a true turn, more like the pattern when you're competing, I'll do five, four, three or four, three, two. Very few horses I do three, two, one on in training. I might get that tight in competition, but I usually stay in the three to five foot. Um, as my spot going into the turn okay so somewhere I, I try to ride two hands to my arc and then I sit for rate when I get two strides from the barrel and when I'm teaching it I walk and stop at my rate spot and on babies or novice horses um, or even free running horses I always stop two strides out or slow down one speed so if I'm walking I stop if I'm post trotting I would jog or stop if I'm loping um, I would collect that lope up more or stop and walk around it um, but I always make sure I have collection going in with the thought of easy in and have fun and hurry out so I always let them speed up one speed leaving the turns um, so anyways, so if I go around and after I've rated, I want to ride um, two hands after I sit for rate until I get to spot one. Then I'll go to the horn and I will use my inside hand and leg to shape and soften my horses, but I want to ride front feet and back feet to spot two. 
then I ride front feet and back feet to spot three. That's when I'll go to my inside hip because normally when I'm doing my slow work, I'm sitting centered or some weight in that outside stirrup and hip. And then when I get between spot two and three, I'll start looking up for my next barrel and I'll start being ready to go into my inside hip. I'll pick up my inside hand and up and back an inch and maybe even apply my outside leg by the front cinch and then give them their head and pull up on my horn and that will help them leave tight and square. The shoulders will straighten back up. So that's how I get that snap out of my turns by going to the inside hip. So I do believe in the kiss theory. Okay, keep it simple, silly. We only have 14 to 17 seconds to get everything just right. So it's very important to me that I can use my body correctly. You know, like I said, I'll have a little weight on my outside hip and stirrup going in. And maybe when I get to the backside, I'll start to prepare to sit back on my inside hip and my shoulder back. And that will help my horse snap out tighter just from my hips and my body position as I look for my next spot, go, going to the next barrel or home. And that's when I'll bump them with my inside hand and my outside leg and leave nice and tight. Then I'm back up on that horn, I'm riding back to two hands and I'm aiming for to three to four, a three to five foot pocket again. I sit for rate and I stop or slow down one speed where the tracks cross, which is two strides out. Second barrel is a little trickier than first because first you have an arc, so it's only a three quarter turn. Second barrel is a full turn, so you have to move over, you have to collect, and then you have a full turn. So, but you still only want two strides of rate and two strides around every barrel to be at your best time as you get to your finished product, finished competition horse. So again, I'm in my outside stirrup after I've rated my horse. I'm still two hands until spot one. Then I go to the horn. I'm still a little bit on my outside hip and stirrup, not leaning, just sitting square. Ride to spot two, soften. Ride to spot three, soften. Then look up for third barrel pocket. Use inside hand, inside hip, and shoulders back. And then they leave nice and tight, and I use my outside leg, give them back their head, pull up on that horn, and go back to two hands. And now I will go to my three to five foot pocket, depending on the horse, to third barrel. Stop again with my body and voice loose rein. I don't want to use my reins. Now, if they don't stop, I will back them up. If they're not square, I will put their hip in. I don't want their butt swinging or their shoulder dropping. If you get more than a five foot soft pocket, you're worried you will then... Um, be developing a new problem. I would worry that you would drop that shoulder and swing that hip and then be forced to take three strides around that barrel. So under three or over five would not be ideal for your maximum use of your horse's body correctly and to get just two strides of rate and turn, two strides of turn on your horse. Third barrel is everybody's favorite because it's only a half a turn. You still treat it the same. You rate two strides out. You shape at spot one. When you're doing your slow work, shape at spot two. And then somewhere between spot two and three, you look for home. Use a little inside rein bump, inside hip and shoulder, outside leg, and you snap out and head on home. Now, when I'm doing my slow work, I do shape and release at spot one, two, and three. But when I'm beyond the um, post-trot sit jog or the uh, trot stop walk when I'm ready to lope I may in the beginning lope to the barrel stop walk around it but let's say I'm ready for my lope through now and when I'm ready to start adding speed because my horse is doing perfect at the slower speed I'm going to go ahead and do a little bit of a high lope I may circle before the timer 
in the in the back of the arena or the alleyway and make sure I have my lead. I want to set my horse up for success. So I do like my leads. I'm, I'm picky about that. If I can get my lead from a straight line, I'm happier. If I need to get a circle to get their attention, I'm going to do that on a young horse. Later on, I can wean them off the circle and just go from the alleyway. But in the beginning, I have no problem with loping a circle to get a lead for a, a young horse, novice horse. So go ahead and get their lead, then start loping to that first barrel on a loose rein. Sit and apply a little bit of leg. Whenever you transition, if you go loose leg, they're going to think you want loose rein woe. But if you sit and add a little leg, you'll get that collected jog or that collected lope. And then I'm going to stay two hands until I get my leg to the barrel. Then I'll go to the horn and start using my legs to ride to spot two. Now I may bump one time to start my turn with my inside hand, and I may bump one time with my hand on the exit. So that's where it changes. If my horse is doing their own rating, I'll just sit and say easy. If they're not, I may do a two-hand check, okay? If they're starting their turn on their own, I'll leave them alone and just use my eyes and body. But if they're not, I'm going to bump them with my inside hand and help them with my legs. And it's same with the finish. If my horse is not turning, finishing the barrel on their own, I'll bump with my inside hand and use a little bit more body, eyes, and outside leg, okay? So I'll do that throughout. So I want easy in hurry out. So I'll high lope out, easy lope into second, easy lope around second, again helping where I need to, high lope out, easy lope in. If I don't feel the rate, I'll do a two-hand check. And the reason you do a two-hand check is you want to set them square on their hindquarters. You don't want to use an inside check because that could cause them to get heavy front load the front end heavy and lose their hind end. So if you have to check your horse, just a light two-hand check just to keep that contact with them. So that's basically how I get my horse's pattern. I don't add speed until they're doing it pretty at the current speed. Um, and then I, um, I reward them and rest them when they're being good. If they make a mistake, I'll just do it again or back them up or circle again. Um, you know, but I don't want to bore them. And um, consistency and repetition is really important in young horses or novice horses. So it is important to do it a little bit more often with them, maybe three times a week when they're learning, and then maybe one or two rides a week just on drills or dry work or trail ride, pasture ride. And just don't bore them to death. Don't do things in more than three sets. You know, you could have a few minutes of a warm up, um, doing some dry work, and then you could have a few minutes on the pattern, and then you could have a few minutes to cool down. So again, don't bore them to death. And always start with a slow one. Do your faster in the middle and end with a slow one. So don't go faster than they're being correct. And when you start adding speed, if they start having problems, slow it down and get it right. Okay? So that's how I get my horses to be patterned. Then I start hauling them. First, I'm going to haul them for exposure. See how they just handle going places. So maybe I'll just go to a practice arena because it's cheaper and just ride them around and work on things that we work on at home. Just their basics and maybe just camp out on them and let them just chill. Um, not without, not with the pressure of competing yet or maybe not even with the pressure of exhibition if they're just not quite there mentally. When I do feel they are handling the exposure, I will start doing slow exhibitions. And when I buy my exhibition tickets, I might buy four or five tickets and I might trot walk the first one and lope maybe two of them and then trot walk the last one. 
and then when I start entering my horses because they've been hauling good and, and this can take a year of basics and pattern a year of exhibitioning and hauling before I may even want to enter my horse I might take two years to make my horse so if I teach them their basics at three their pattern at four with some hauling I may not enter till they're five that's how I did three of my own horses um, out of I think that's actually how I did four of my own horses so anyways um, I like to have my horses come out solid I want them to come out running you know 1d 2d times not you know that's just me though um, I like to know that they're solid and they're ready um, so I don't get in a hurry I, I make sure they're prepared mentally physically everything's ready um, it's hard to push everything into one year on a horse so if I have a novice horse now I'm gonna start backing off on my exhibitions but because novice horses it's good to get them in the arena let them see the sights you have to know your horse and let them fill the ground I might buy two tickets and just do smart you know what they need I might do a trot stop walk or I might do a slow lope again it depends on the horse if they're hottie I may just walk and get their mind right um, if they're laid back, you maybe could sneak in that lope. So then when they finally get, to, they're doing really good, their novice year, and maybe you ran for a futurity or derby title, or maybe a novice horse title, and you're really happy with how they did, and you're moving into your open year. That's when I would probably, I would probably just jackpot their novice year, maybe super show if they can handle it. Super shows are covered arenas, it's stalling, it may make them more nervous and upset. You know, you want to watch those novice horses and see what they can handle. Um, but when they get to the open point, now I'm not going to be practicing barrels at home. I don't waste runs on my horse. I just keep them mentally and physically happy and fit. So I may just do pasture rides and just keeping them, uh, keeping them in shape and healthy. Um, my open horse, I don't need to exhibition anymore. I can just show up and and enter which is great I may start running some more super shows or some open rodeos and figure out where my horse excels the most and where I might have chances to win money the most or what arenas they like the most I might pick a year-end award to go after a buckle series um, once I feel like I'm running solid in the 1d or 2d and I'm doing placing at open rodeos and placing the 1d or 2d at MBHA shows or super shows then I would feel ready to enter um, and get a permit for WPRA and um, I would request slack for a while you know maybe the grounds better in slack and there's definitely less distractions with the side acts and the crowd and the loud uh, announcer and all of that and just see how I do um, you know if you have deep pockets and you can afford to pro rodeo before you're placing in the 1d and 2d that's fine but if you really want a chance at winning some money and getting your permit money back and getting your card you should be running 1d and 2d um, in your district or at super shows in your state and then of course you would sign up for a period in your like here it's the southeastern for Florida so that would be some pretty good goals. Um, some other goals is adding speed as you feel they're confident. Their times are going to get faster as they get more confident. But if you feel you have some problems, slow things back down and get their confidence back. Or go back to basics or have a vet check or a chiropractor or, you know, farrier, dental, ulcers. You know, your good horse isn't going to start behaving bad unless something is wrong. So set realistic goals. Maybe in the beginning you may just want to do speed shows. 
Um, maybe you'll just do the buckle series at MBHA, like I said, be, and then see how they handle, uh, you know, open rodeos before you shoot for the pro rodeos. Um, and when you do pro rodeos, maybe enter slack before the performance and, and just watch your horses. When you go to super shows, how do they handle stalling? How do they handle covered arenas? Um, there's a really a lot to it and, you know, use my, uh, journal, my record keeper, which you can buy on Amazon and track your horse, log your horses records make notes how they did when warm-up how they handled a certain ground condition or certain arena uh write what you did good in the pattern or made a mistake and what to remember next time it was wet and deep or it was hard and you know dry or whichever and then refer back to your notebook um it's called the record keeper tlc barrels journal and you can get that on amazon as well and you can refer to it, okay, I was here four months ago and I um, had, I sat up too soon on second or I, you know, sliced third or I got by first and, and then you'll know I need to ride deeper, two hands or give them more room. So anyways, um, those are my ideas and thoughts on patterning a barrel horse and hauling for exposure and exhibition and when to enter and how to enter. Um, so those are just some realistic goals. Obviously, there's a lot more that could go into this, but I think that's a good start. And I hope you enjoyed this edition of my podcast. And as always, ride with heart.